This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today, and I am really excited that both of us get to be with our guest today, Jill Hope. I was telling her on the episode that she is so appropriately named. I love that her last name is Hope. But Jill has been on the podcast before. She was talking about raising girls and parenting, which was her business, her coaching business for many, many years. But I asked her back on because she has this really cool story. I feel like we have this belief that we can only change things so many times. (laughs) Like we only have permission and that any more than that might be selfish or like, who are we to do that kind of thing. And Jill originally had the story that she left corporate after 22 years, after an amazing career, and then decided to become an entrepreneur, which I think for her dovetailed with motherhood. And she had this amazing business where She mentored parents, but also um, trained coaches to mentor parents. And she explains on this episode how even throughout that, like she loved her work, but the business was never as sustaining as she wanted. And how when she went on an inquiry about that and really started shifting things, she created this very successful business, which is what she has now, which is different. It's about abundance. It's about money mindset. And so it's serving the same similar people, but for a different thing. And I just think this is fascinating because I just think so often we don't give ourselves permission to change because that feels hard. So we're going to get Jill on in one minute because you've got to hear from her. She's an amazing person and she's going to tell her story. Um, from her point of view. So I'm not going to go too much into that other than the fact that she's an amazing money mindset coach and she's a writer and she's an inspirational speaker. And you'll hear all that from her when she hops on. But the second thing I want to share with you is the reason that this episode is going live today, which is that in a little under two weeks, so I would say 10 days from now, although I'm not looking at a calendar, but starting on Monday, April 3rd, We are hosting an event called Make Space for Your Greatness, and Jill is one of our amazing speakers. 
And I want to tell you a little bit about why I am doing this event. I'm going to write, do a whole episode of it. So this is going to be like the cliff notes. But basically, what I notice in Flow 365 in my life with peers is that even when we're living intentionally and we're starting to do more things and become more of who we want to become, life can still be a whole series of tasks. And what I've noticed is that even self things like self-care can become a series of tasks. And that when things, when we start to look at things as tasks or everything as tasks, often they lose their like oomph, like they lose their appeal and they start to feel more burdensome. And then even though we're doing some of these things, we're not creating the momentum or the, we're not like receiving the amazingness that is our life. And so I wanted to like turn the thing. So like often, I'm just going to give like a real example, like often in Flow 365, people will have, women will have goals, you know around getting healthier. We do specify all the goals at a very deep level so that I would never let get healthy be a goal, but it might be a goal around getting healthier or around growing a business, right? Those are two examples of things that come up all the time. And so with getting healthy, there might be like a series of foods wanting to be eaten and meal planning needing to happen and meal prep. And again, it's like all these things that, yes, are going to transform our life but that are things that we're showing up to do. And same within in business. You know, it's like we're going to post on Instagram and make these videos and write these emails. And all of these things are very important to do. But when we can add this extra layer underneath or all around, I feel like it's more of an encompassing layer of really looking at what it takes to lean in and be in our greatness, then those tasks of that are very more mundane, like grocery shopping and writing emails, get activated in a whole different way. And that is why I created this event called Make Space for Your Greatness, because I really, really, really want us to make space for these ways of being that can surround us and and protect us and give us this energy that isn't available when we're just going through checklists. (laughs) It's just not. So I went through and I, I really looked at what the goals are most commonly among the people in Flow 365. I really created this event for them And then we decided that we would open it up to you. So I'm like so excited to be at this event myself where I will be doing some hosting of our speakers, but I'm really excited to learn from them as much as I am to be hosting this event. I have to say, I'm like really excited to integrate a lot of what we're going to learn. And we're going to start off with the body. And really looking at what it looks like to create peace within our body. That's going to be with Nina Mandelson. So excited for that. That's on Monday. And then on Tuesday, we're going to get to meet Jill again, who you're going to meet today for the first time. And she's going to take us through how to really make space for abundance. 
And then right after that, if you want to join us, if you want to like actually come into Flow 365, we're going to let you come to our, what we call our month, monthly OM. And Julie, our resident shaman, and she's an amazing shaman who is, you know, does many things besides show up for us once a month. But she is going to really help us through meditation and some teaching, explain to us how to really source from our greatness so that we're always taking these actions from this place of our greatness. So I highly recommend, I highly recommend coming to everything. I mean, I feel like I've gathered my, just some of my favorite teachers in one place for a week. By the way, this is free if I haven't said that already. So then that's Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, mostly this is like one learning thing a day, except for Tuesday, because I couldn't resist letting you into our monthly home. On um, Wednesday, we're going to make space to dream with the amazing Denise Walsh. This is one of the most important things that I have personally done in my life is to make space to dream. And she's going to teach us some real tools in which to do this. I think this is such an important thing for women to do. And um, I'm going to skip over the second thing that happens on Wednesday in one sec, because I'm going to tell you about both of them at the same time. On Thursday, the learning session is going to be Make Space for Magic with the amazing Patty Lennon. You're not going to want to miss her. Um, she as well, actually, it's so interesting. She, like Jill, did this thing where she, the way I know Patty is she was my business coach. She helped me grow this business. She helped me launch my book. She was really instrumental at the time when I was launching my book. Um, she's someone who I always look to for amazing business advice that's like really connected to my intuition. So she's always had that piece, but she has left that behind and she's 100% doing the spiritual magical side of what she did, which is so cool. So she's going to come talk about that. She has also been on the podcast, so we'll link that in the show notes. Um, I think there's an episode called Make Space for Your Magic on the podcast. So if you want to get a sense of her, you can do, go there. Then on Wednesday and Thursday, um, we're trying to give you a few different times, but we're letting you into two other pieces of Flow 365. Uh, one is at... 12 p.m., so right following the Wednesday session, um, and the others on Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern time, so there'll be some space between. And these are focus sessions. So we want you to be able to integrate all this. We want, if we've told you to journal on something, we want you to have time to journal. If you missed one of the sessions and really want to see it but don't know how to make time to like watch the replay, we want to give you space to watch the replay. So we're going to show you how focus, and you can come work on anything you want, by the way, in the focus sessions, we're going to give you some ideas um, leading into the event, but we're going to show you how focus can help you also make space for your greatness. Because when we can focus and get massive amounts done in 90 minutes, we have the whole rest of the day to be in our greatness. So that's like a really, I, now I'm like, do I really need to record an episode? I am because I, I want to go back and really explain why I got into all this. But that's what's coming up on April 3rd. And I would love, love, love to see you there. So it's free. There will be recordings of everything for the week. I just want as many women as possible 
to make space for their greatness because that's what our our kids need, no matter how old they are. Um, That's what our spouses need. That's what our communities need. That's what our businesses need and our work need and works need and our the people who are on our team need. Everybody needs us to be in our greatness. And more we're in our greatness, we create space and inspiration for others to be in their greatness. And imagine how amazing the world would be if that's how everybody operated. That's the energy from which everyone operated. All right, that was a bit more of a tangent than I normally do at the beginning of an episode. And I definitely want you to hear from Jill. So with no, oh, by the way, I'm like going to go into this really fast. Um, By the way, in order to sign up for this event, just go to plansimple.com. All right. So go to plansimple.com. There's a bar at the top. There's a pop-up that comes. You can also go to plansimple.com slash greatness if you remember that. Um, but that is an important detail for you to sign up. And again, it's free. There'll be recordings. Um, I'll be there. We'll be fielding questions. We might do some coaching on some of the calls. I'm not sure. There are going to be a lot of teaching. Um, but I just want you to get a sense for what this could look like for you. All right. So go sign up, go grab your space, put it in your calendar. And I'm so excited to see you there live. All right. Now with no further ado, let's get the amazing Jill Hope on the show. Hi, Jill. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Welcome back. I should say you've been on before. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for having me back, Mia. Love being here. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Um, And it's funny, you have like, I feel like you have the perfect name for what you do. Is that like, (laughs) is that your real name or did you make that name when you decided what you were doing? I'm like, oh my gosh, Jill Hope. I I, I chose my husband based on his last name. So that's my business. Amazing. Like, I can date you, dude. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. So we're going to like cover lots of things today, which I'm so excited. And it's a little different than what we covered last time with you because you've really moved into this space of money and abundance and how women can have lots of both of those. (laughs) So tell us, will you just give us a little bit of your journey from, you know, I I would have called you probably a parenting coach, right? To abundance coach. Will you just give us your, like, because I know that that involves also your perception of abundance. Will you just give us a little snippet of your journey here? Sure. Yeah. So I, um, I have always had an issue with money. Like since I was a little girl, my dad, I remember when I was eight, he tried to get me to save money. And I didn't understand, like, why would I, like, I only had pennies back then. I'm like, why would I save it? Well, yeah. So I, I really had just a different way of, of experiencing money, viewing money. And it really, there was a huge disconnect between me and how my parents saw money. So I grew up with some really limiting beliefs around what money is and who I am as a unique individual with money. And I think I was try I was, my parents tried to mold me to be like them with money. And I'm just not, that's just not how I'm wired. So this was like sort of in the background of my life, like all through my life. I didn't really think about it much. I just, I never really had much. I was in debt a lot. I got deeply in debt twice um, up until this point in my life now, because I just didn't understand how to use money um, in a way that worked with my wiring and how I'm Got it. here to be. Yeah. Yeah. So when I started my business, the parenting side, which you remember, um, 
I was like, it was an, oh, I had a, a decent business. Like it was an okay business. Um, I was definitely profitable, but I, there was no flow. I like, I, I had all these dreams for my family and I would always think, oh, I'm going to pay for that. I'll, I'll pay for that. But I would never actually have the money left over to pay for these things. And so I kind of felt like, gosh, I started my business to have more freedom and, you know, more time with my family to be able to do, have these experiences I wanted us to have. And I never had the money. And so as my son grew up, my interest in the parenting realm sort of, it started to change. And I became really interested in supporting women more on the abundant side. The interesting thing though, I found is that, um, there are so many, like what I used to teach parents and, and work with kids on, it's pretty much the same stuff. It's all oh about gosh, being your authentic self. So I am teaching the same material. It's just for a different ends, you know, for different results, but it's the same. And, essential and what was your, like, what was the big moment where you shifted that? Like, what, will you tell us a little bit the story of when you shifted from like, how you interacted with money to where you are now. Cause I think as we're recording this, you figured out how to be a month in Florida, right? During the winter, which I think was one of your dreams before. Absolutely. Yeah. This has been a, a long time dream and it really is the culmination of all the work that I've done in this area related to reconnecting with your authentic voice. So I, you know, these, these big changes and these, these big transformations always happen from like a massive breakdown, right? Now they wouldn't have to, but it did for me. Unfortunately, it just, it got to the point where I was, I just felt like I was, I'm broke. There, like what, there's nothing else I can do. I had hired every business coach. I took every program. I was a really good student and I'm a huge action taker. So I was always in action. I wasn't one of these people that would take courses and not do them. I would follow all the stuff and nothing was working. And I even said to a coach once, I'm like, would you just tell me what to do? I will do anything. Tell me how to fix this. And my business just wasn't flowing. And it was after that point, I, I just remember sitting on my floor and I was crying. I was like down. And my, my son is so sweet. And like he was always a cheerleader for my business. And, and we've had this, I had this talk a couple of times, but this was like the final straw for me. And he's like, mommy. He's like, you can't quit your business. You have worked so hard. And it actually brings tears to my eyes when I think about it, because I know so many women feel this way. Like we work, like we have our day job with our, our families and then we have our businesses. We work so, so hard. So when you're not rewarded for that work in really any way other than, oh, I feel good because it's my purpose but you don't have any financial flow. It's so frustrating. So at yeah. that point, I realized I have got to stop listening to everybody on the outside and all the coaches and the, the seven step system to do that. And the five step system to do that. I have to say, no, I have to turn away and I have to find who the heck am I? And I spent an entire year and I kid you not on one question and one question alone. And this is a question I highly recommend everyone spend time with, if you want to get in touch with who you really are, is my question was, what does Jill want? Just mm. that. What from what do I want to eat for breakfast in the morning to when do I want to brush my teeth? You know, the simplest things I got myself out of autopilot mode and tuned in. What do I want? What do I want in this moment? And can you can you draw the connection between what we want and money. 
Absolutely. Like, so tell, tell me what that, yeah. tell me like how that translates. So, cause I know that you talk a lot about our authentic self and we'll get more into that, but if we're, if we really understand that, how does that, how does that translate to money? It's a hundred percent about alignment. It's all about okay. alignment because if you are not being who you really are, if you're not, I mean, that think about this, like if you have a business and you're not completely aligned with you, then emails that you send will not ring true. Like it will not be your message, your true message. That If it's not your true message, what happens is you're not actually connecting with the people that are meant to be with you. They won't see you. You'll be invisible to them. And you'll connect with people, which was happening to me. I was, I was attracting clients, but they weren't my dream soulmate ideal clients. Since I have figured this out, like I used to have issues on renewal discussions a lot of times. It was probably like a 50-50 chance someone would renew. Now it's like I work with people for a very minimum of like two years. Not because we start that way. It's just that we we have like we're soulmates together. I'm their soulmate right. coach. They're my soulmate client. That came from me connecting in with who I really am and being who I am and giving my myself permission to actually give myself what I want. And what were some of the surprising things that came up? Because as an onlooker, you've sort of been authentic, which I think is probably what happens to a lot of us spiritually minded and authentic. I mean, I feel like women, we are, we think we are authentic. So will you tell us some of the things that like, maybe surprised you or you were like, oh, like that seemed authentic to me at the time, but then you realized maybe it wasn't? Yeah. I mean, one of the things I discovered is that if I'm working on an article, say, and I, I send a, mm-hmm. like, I email a lot to my list. Like I send yes, a lot of, yeah. right. But it's, you know, it's all, it's like nine times out of 10, it's an article. Like there's like, I, I feel anyways, that there's value, there's tips and I'm sharing lessons and things that I've learned, whatever. Yeah. So there's a lot that I, I put in there because there's, I have a lot flowing through me. But one of the things I realized is when I agonize over a certain piece that I'm writing, I start to notice I'm spending too much time changing words. And I know that I'm censoring myself in that moment. Mm. So now like I, you've probably noticed this, probably most of the people on my list have noticed this is that a lot of the things like there's words that are wrong. Usually there's not spelling mistakes, but I get words wrong because I, I just let it flow. And I don't yep. censor it too much. I don't really edit it too much because that is messing with um, the the my authenticity and what what I really wanted to say. And I'm saying it how it's coming out. So that's one one thing I notice is like, oh, I do a lot of editing of myself. I, I did mm. at least in the past. So yes. I was cutting out things that needed to be there. And one thing that really took me aback was this was probably it was probably as recent as like two two to three years ago. And um, I was, ag- I caught myself agonizing over an article and I stopped myself. I'm like, Jill, put it out the way you had it. Like, just stop. You need to just send it. I sent it out. I was scared. There, there was, I can't remember what the topic was, but it was a, like a little edgy for me. And I sent it out there. And the next morning I got an email from someone and she's like, I can't tell you how much you made my day yesterday. And I'm like, see, Jill, this is why you need to let it flow. Because yeah. that it, it might not have been this landed on her the same. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So, so sitting with this question of, of, of what, what you want and, and, you know, like, what do I need? 
I feel like that sounds, I mean, it almost sounds so simple because like, it's like, and, and you're asking us to do it for a long, prolonged amount of time, right? You sat with that question for a year. So it's like, so it seems like who can't do that, right? But yet, I think it's a really hard quest journey to really be because sometimes I think it's hard to be honest to ourselves. So what do we do with that? I mean, especially like if we're, you know, a, you know, I consider myself like I'm somewhat of a rule abider. So I've done some of this work and coming into really my authentic voice has been, you know, sometimes I really have to catch myself because there's so much programmed in there about like, I follow rules. And um, so how do we like, how, how do you even like get to uncovering your own game? Like, I just feel like there must be so much of our own, like it's, we're holding ourselves back in there, even in asking of that question. So will you explain a little bit the process and maybe some of the stuff that might come up as you're even doing that sort of journey? Yeah. So, I mean, with that question, well, for one thing, I didn't just sit like in a cave and just ask that over and over. Right. (laughs) Right. You had a business. (laughs) Yeah. I had a business. I had a family. Like, you know, I was, I was doing, so every day I was doing my normal life. It's just that I was being uber present to, is this, does this feel good? Does this light me up? Is this what I really want? Like when I'd be eating a meal, I'm like, do, is this, does my body, like I've gotten so much more in tune with my body since I started doing this too. It's like, what does my body want? And sometimes my body wants a glass of wine and that's okay, you know, or my body wants coffee and I I can be a little sensitive to coffee, but I'm really tuning in. So it's, it is, it is a practice. It it is definitely a practice. Um, We, you're hundred percent right that we do. And I'm a rule follower too, Mia. Like that's my biggest, I was the good girl, people pleaser, take care of everybody else. Think of everyone. And I think so many mompreneurs are. That's with yeah. how we were raised and conditioned. So it's a lot to break through. You're absolutely right. It, and that's why it took me a year just to know what it, does my voice of desire say? Like, what is really yes. my voice of desire versus. Oh, I like that. Outside. Your voice of desire. I just want to yeah. pause on that. That's a good one. What does your that's, voice of desire say? Yes. And that's one of the five voices that I teach on, by Ooh. the way. So the voice of desire, and it's a biggie because what we think we want is often not what we truly want. So it, that's why it took a year. And yeah. you, but you'll start to, so it, it's, it's having the patience to sit with yourself like a loving parent, right? To yourself and allowing yourself to wonder about that. Like, is this what I want or is, did someone in my life suggest that I should want this? And like coming to Florida, this is the most financially irresponsible thing I could do had I not shifted, right? It, it's actually not, but that was my old mindset. Like, well, what? Right. We've got our own, we've got a house that we pay a mortgage on. Why are we paying like what we're paying to stay in this place for a month? Like two homes? Right. Who needs, right? Financially irresponsible. So, now I'm like, this is the most amazing thing a person could do. Why did we not we do this earlier? Why did we not right. stay for three months? We will next year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So, okay. So let's go into this idea. Well, actually, I have a question just about the voice and like the wanting of like the voices and the wanting of money. So what are like, what have you found either in your own life or in working with all the clients you now work with on this topic? Like, 
like what comes up around, like, I feel like a lot of us might say we want that abundance. We want the money. And I'm curious about the truth of that and like really getting to the truth of even that question. What comes up for you around that? You know what I mean? Because it's like, there's a piece that it's like, are we supposed to want to have that? You know what I mean? Like, how do we get clarity around that? Yeah. So, so I guess the, the best example I can give you for me, um, and I can talk about some client issues as well that have come up, but I have had on my, so every year I write a goal list. I've been doing this for years. I'll write it at the beginning of the year. I'll have like my own little ritual around it. And then at the end of the year, I look and I'm like checking off all the things that I've created that year. And it's pretty cool to see. And some things are multi-year projects, which is fine. And I understand that. But um, one of the things that I always wanted, and I still do, I'm still working on this one, is my dream home. Mm. And But I noticed it was never, I went back years in my goal book. I never wrote it down, ever. And Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. And you know why I never wrote it down, Mia? Is because I realized, I just realized this in the last year, that I never wrote it down because it felt like not something I could create in a year's time. You know, right. everything I would, so it would never go on any list. It's, I've never written it down. So then I, and then I noticed also that when I would think about my dream home, on the one hand, I had like great excitement and all the things, right? I want that, like you were talking about, you know, we, a lot of us say we want abundance. Is that really yes. what we want? But on the other side, when I tuned into myself, because I had practiced what does Jill really want, I realized I had some, there was fear underneath there. I'm like, what is, why would I, what's the fear about? And this was a, like a breakdown moment for me because I realized I was afraid that if I actually got my dream house, that I would take my happy family and they would become miserable because I like, I'd be uprooting. Oh, interesting. Yes. So, so that was an issue I had to work through and I had to change my mindset around that, which I have. And then the other issue is that, um, I, I didn't really, like, there was also a part of me that was like the judgy me, uh, you know, the voice of, of judgment. And I was like, Jill, like, that is nobody needs that. And that's like super greedy. And you know, all the like the negative money talk that we give ourselves. And um, so I'm like, wait a minute, why do I want this? Why does why does the my higher self want this? Because it's been a, a dream of mine since I was a little girl. So it didn't I didn't just make it up. It's always been with me. So why do I want this? And when I really drill down and, and everybody can do this, it's, it's called the five whys process. You ask, why do I want this? And you write it down. And then whatever the answer that you wrote down was, you ask, well, why do I want that? And then you write that answer down. And then you do that. You keep asking why, why, why. Five. It's usually about five times. You stop when it, it, it starts to become absurd. But you will get to the bottom of why you really want something. And what I realized was the reason I really want my dream home. Well, there's two reasons, but there was one primary reason. And it's because when I'm in my dream home, that is where I feel the most expansive. I feel that I can really fully expand into my true self. And so it wasn't about having stuff or like saying, look at my home or anything like that. It was about this expansiveness. And so like what I found is just being here, I feel completely expansive. 
And this is like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of what my dream home would cost. So there's right. other ways. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to still, I mean, it's still on my, I'm, now it's on my list. I'm going for the dream home and I'm forming what that dream home actually looks like to me. Yeah. I love that. And it's interesting because, well, and I've done, I've done the wise exercise. And one of the big times that I did it was 12 years ago or 13 years ago, or how long it was now when I had my health transformation and I thought it was about weight. Um, and so it was a similar thing. And I just kept asking why, and it got really clear that it actually had to do with, um, just how I felt in my skin and how that meant I could show up for others. And, and that was ended up being so much more motivating and just even leading to different choices than I would have probably taken the other way. Cause I mean, the weight thing had been, I had been like a yo-yo situation. So that had been an ongoing thing that never really actually transformed into much. And in this time of many whys, um, it did transform very quickly, I should say, like very quickly. So I love that. I think everyone should go do that for whatever goals are on that list. That's amazing. So good. Thank you. Um, yeah. And the other thing that I think is so cool about that, that we we spend a lot of time around here talking about is just the idea of taking action. And And my guess is, is that like even getting clarity about that goal led you to come rent this house, which isn't your dream house, but it creates like a different, like we literally take different actions. Like when we're not operating from fear around some of those core dreams and goals that we have. And so we do things, we just do things differently. And, and I found sometimes like, like, especially in my health journey, the, the the transformations like i tell people the weight melted off because it became not even the point like it it wasn't even like i wasn't even tracking it but like these other amazing things started happening around getting off medications and how i was connecting with my kids and things i couldn't have even have known I, it's almost like i couldn't even have known they were goals like but all of a sudden they were there and i don't think that could have happened without that process so i really love that yeah yeah thank I you i totally agree with you yeah all right. So will you tell us a little bit more, like whatever you think? You, so Jill is going to come back and I'm so excited because we're having this amazing week where we're all going to learn different ways to make space and time for our greatness, which I think is something that I, women are just like, it's it's so important to step into right, like literally right now. <laughs> like that's, this is my mission is that we all make the time to step into our greatness because we have so much and we hide behind all this conditioning and our kids and our house, like all the different areas that we hide behind. And so Jill is going to come talk about these voices um, in more depth and give us some, some tools and ways to work with those. But will you, will you just, so I feel like you've given us a good flavor of this idea of, of really going into conversation with ourselves and listening to ourselves. So will you just build up on that a little bit to just explain how, like, I guess the concept of these voices and, and, and how it helps to listen to the multiple different flavors that we might have going on as we're talking to ourselves. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad you said listening to ourselves because, you know, for a lot of us, well, for all, if you're a mompreneur or a mom or a woman, woman entrepreneur, it really doesn't matter. We it's, it's ingrained in us to defer to other people, to 
go outside of ourselves to to help other people. I mean, it's just it's in our conditioning, and almost all yeah. of us are conditioned to that degree. And so we don't, and we're probably great listeners, you know, like I'm a coach. So like, I am a, I think I'm a really great listener. My, my clients tell me I'm a great listener and I hear between the lines, you know, and I'm sure you do too, Mia. It's like, yeah, we can hear what they're not saying and that's where the juice is. And then we can show that to like this look, look, you know? And so we can be powerful in that way through how we listen. And, and also like, I bring a lot of my in intuitive abilities into coaching as well. That's another form of listening. It's another voice. And so, um, so we like, those are those, we we're so good at doing it for others. But one of the big realizations I had is I don't listen to myself. I don't listen to myself. And I think so many women don't listen to themselves. And if you do listen to yourself or you think that you do, and this is what I think most people you know, most of us women do, we listen to the wrong voices, the voices mm. that sabotage us and take us down the wrong path. And we think we're doing the right thing, but it's like, not us. It's not our voice. Right. It's not our truth. So, um, I totally spaced on your question. Well, just like this idea that so the saboteur is a, is a voice, maybe not one of the five good ones you're going to teach us about, but just this idea that there's there's different flavors of even the good voice, um, right? Is is yes. that what it's about? Yes. Yeah. yeah there, yes. Because yeah, absolutely. Like, like we think that our authentic voice is like just this voice, right? This one voice. Yeah. But the thing is that what I discovered through all this, the work that I needed to do on myself to actually find out who is Jill and what does she want is that, oh, like uh, there are, there are different voices in there that are guiding me in different ways. And so hmm. what was really cool, because it's kind of hard to say, well, just to like, like you said at the beginning, like, oh, well, that sounds so simple. Just ask what I want. There are, there's an easy way to do this when you, you start to realize that there are a number of different voices that are all working together to, to lead us in the path of our purpose and to lead us towards our true dreams, our, like our soul desires and dreams. And so when you look at each of the voices individually, it can, it, it's, it's so much easier, makes a lot more sense to step into. And it's a lot easier to recognize that voice is trying to sabotage this voice. And I keep listening oh, to that and I need to stop listening to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I think, I mean, I know that I, I, I think this is industry, industry wide. Um, and I know I definitely do probably do this myself is is we clump everything into intuition, right? And so the right. voice becomes like intuition. And, you know, it's not a very tangible thing always to talk about. Right. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you usually can't tell a friend, like I just, my intuition told me, but I feel like if you, if you're more clear about the voices that are responding to each other, um, I can see how that would be really helpful. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, and it's is, is intuition one of the voices or is intuition separate? Intuition is one of the voices. Yeah. Got it. Yes. And it's, it's, I, I love teaching on intuition because it's probably one of the most fun modules that I teach in my program is the intuition module. The ladies have so much fun because we do a lot of, um, a lot of playful tests and things to really tune into it. Um, but yeah. it's fascinating work and, and it's not, yeah, it's, it's only one well, of, of many. 
Yeah, and I and I love that it's one of many, and I'm just thinking out loud because I don't know what they all are, and we're all gonna we're all gonna be equally surprised and have fun in this in the first week of April. But one of the things I'm thinking about is intuition feels like a very natural voice to come up during motherhood because it's kind of like you know the mother's instinct. So and then we sort of like you know just move that over to our businesses and our lives and. Um, yeah, I can see how I can see how there might be different, like it might be helpful to have different voices at play as well. So cool. Yeah. And I think All we're right. really good. Oh, did, well, go, go ahead. Say, I think we're really good at listening to our mother's intuition. But when it comes yes. to the business, I think we second guess a lot and we doubt yes. that voice, right? And that's yes. where we lean out and we look outside of ourselves for the answers. And so we, we yes. need to learn. It's very different when you're applying, I think, to your business. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I'm really excited to do this work with you because, I mean, I think one of the things that's that's become actually harder right now in, in our today world, and I think it probably gets harder and harder every day, is that I feel like even 10 years ago, like it could have been clear if I was doing the amount of work I do these days, you know, whatever, 10 or 20 years ago, um, there was less noise. So it was like clear, like, oh, that's my mother's voice or, oh, that's like my friend's voice. Right. But like with social media and like texting and like everything, like there's so many voices that it's almost hard to catch yourself that it's coming from outside of you. Cause we use that all the time around here as well Is like, you know, we really want what we're deciding to do to come from the inside out versus the outside in. But I've noticed just even, you know, in the past five years, it's harder and harder to even understand what is outside and what is inside because there's so much noise at every, it's like static almost. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And, and actually that's one big way that you know that you're not totally in your authentic voice is when you try to emulate what someone else is doing it's one right. thing to think what someone else is doing is really cool and to admire yes. what they're doing. But if you think like, okay, I'm, I like what that person did. I'm going to do that. Is that really you? Or is that like you putting on a mask to do something that looks cool, yeah. but doesn't really yeah. align with who you really are? Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. So exciting. All right. So is there anything I'm missing in asking you in this preliminary discussion? I hope everyone listening comes and learns more fully in the week of, in the first week of April, but. Well, I mean, there are some, if we can go into this, if you want, or we can save it, but there are some key mistakes that mompreneurs that I see them commonly make. Yeah. Let's, let's go into that. Okay. Yeah. So the first one, we, we talked about this a little bit, but I want to highlight it because it's so, so important. It's like the foundation is not fully owning your desires. Like we have to give ourselves permission to have what we want. I had to give myself permission and believe it or not, it was harder than I thought to give myself permission to spend the money to come to Florida for a month. Like that I had to overcome a lot of conditioning, a lot of voices that told me that this, why, why would you need to do this, Jill? And this doesn't make sense. And so I had to own it. I had to own, look, my soul needs this. And you know what happened because I came here? Like my, there's been a transformation for my husband. There's, I'm guessing, although I don't know, cause he's a young angsty man, but I'm guessing there's been a transformation for my son because he observed yeah. us doing this. Like I it's I didn't just create something for my and, and I am like 
uber present, right? Like I feel so present and so much more expanded now. So like I created ripples in my life yes. and for other people because I listened to my own desires and that's what happened. Yeah. And I have a very, I want you to keep going, but, and I have a very tangible example of that actually, which I'll share with you, which is that, so eight years ago when I d- wrote a book and it became a bestseller and I just had this like most internal hit ever that like, and it actually had to do with money. Cause at the time I had three kids in a private school and I was overwhelmed by that expense. And I had this book and I was really wanting to lean into my career. And I woke up one morning and I was like, I'm just going to take them out of school and we're going to go on a book tour. Then I don't have to pay for school. And I get to go on this tour. And I did it for a year. I homeschooled my kids and took them on this thing. And it was like this like hit, but then I think because, you know, we go in and out of that alignment. So that was like a very aligned thing. But then of course it's not linear. So then, you know, four days later, I did that thing that you're talking about where I looked outside of myself to find other people who did it and like try to copy them. And I started sending letters to schools who like might want me to come speak and different things. And literally everything kept coming up flat. Like no one was saying yes, nobody was saying anything. And I was like, what's happening? Like I've just literally taken my kids of school like i've gotten through a conversation with my husband like what is going on i thought i was sure this was the right move and i remember very specifically coming back into alignment with that truth that i knew this is what we were supposed to do i had no idea why but like i just knew it so strongly and I remember just like doing something. I think what I did was I, I, and I'm not a big Facebook person, but I went into Facebook and I left a comment in this group. My kids um, at the time went to a Waldorf school and I went into a, a group of moms at, at the Waldorf school. And I had just gotten like 70 no's from all the Waldorf schools across the country, which I had decided was my way that I was going to like get paid to speak across the country. And I like within 10 minutes, I kid you not, within 10 minutes had hundreds of posts from mothers saying, you have to come to my school. So it was like the same schools that had just said no, but now all of a sudden I had mothers going and like doing it. So it took a couple of weeks to like pan it all out, but I got paid by many of the schools that had said no. And it sort of became this the, the tour that became the tour. And it, it was just, it's very curious to me Like that really was like one of my best examples ever. I need to figure out how to recreate that today. (laughs) Um, That was one of my best examples ever of how when you really stay in tune with that energy, how things can just change so quickly. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right, so keep going. I just, that story, resonated. I I don't know that I've told that story here and that was very like, now I see why it, it made sense. Well, I love that story. I mean, I'm so glad you told it and it's perfect for what we're talking about because that's actually one of the mistakes which you highlighted perfectly is needing to control the how like you need to take control of you you had an idea in your mind okay a mental intellectual idea that this is how it was going to work for me and i know everyone hears this all the time but the how is not our job we're not meant to decide how we're meant to tune into our heart and say yes to what's there and when we do the pieces unravel, the opportunities show up, the downloads, the inspirations um, come to us. And that's exactly what happened to you. When you let go of micromanaging the how, and you said, wait a minute, I'm going to realign and tune back into my desire. You had the brainstorm or the you know heart storm to reach out to the moms. And that's, yeah. that is how it works. But when we're yeah. trying to like grab on and like, oh, I got to drive this ship. No, no, no. 
that's where we like mess it all up. And, you know, so many people I work with, it's like, we go over this so many times about you're in the how you're, you're like trying to control the how let go of the how. And that's another voice that we will, we will not talk about today, but it, it gets into yeah. that whole piece. Um, yeah. So that's another mistake is needing to control the how. And the thing is that another problem that, that we have is nobody ever wants to make a mistake. Like we're trained that mistakes are very, very bad and almost like you can't recover from a mistake. And if a mistake happens, like the world's going to end. And what we need to realize and really shift our minds on is that, that the mistake or the obstacle is the way like it mm. needed to happen so that something else could, could open up for you. So like, I think it's really cool actually that you went through that. You needed to have that, that to yeah. see, I need to retune, I need to realign. I need to tune back in. So I think that was, that was actually amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Were those the mistakes? We we went, got uh, through them. Just we did well. We did two. Um, you want me to go off through all, all five of them? I don't know. Is it helpful? Will it be helpful to our listeners? Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I won't. I won't interrupt with any more big stories. <laughs> well, no, let, let the let the let your voice of intuition, uh, you know, inform the, the conversation. Absolutely. Okay. So um, the second mistake, and we have talked about some of these, but this is just to kind of like highlight them here. Second mistake is looking for answers outside of yeah. yourself. Like they're not out there. Okay. Yeah. We need to tune in. The, the answer, you know, if the problem, all the problems start on the inside out and they all are solved from the inside out, like we are controlling everything. So we need to build a regular habit of questions and self-reflection that allow us to access those answers and those downloads. Yeah. Um, the third mistake is censoring yourself slash procrastinating slash second guessing ideas to the point where you don't follow through on the original plan and you, and then you're not in alignment on whatever you do follow through on. I did this all the time. I was like, this was my mistake that I loved making apparently was always second guessing and censoring and really making myself smaller. I was always trying to like fit in the box and be small and like walk the middle line and like nobody's you're invisible in the middle. Like you gotta, this you gotta, is the, this is my truth. This is why we do what we do is because I think that's really hard for women. I just think it's super hard when you're having a ha like to to sec not second guess yourself and to stay the course. And so that's literally what we've created is just accountability for staying the course because I think once you practice it for long enough on on one specific thing, <laughs> you can stay the course, but it's like there's always something there's always the next thing. There's always the next download. And like, I think the most important thing is just to trust ourselves to keep going. And that's where I think we think we always have to be alone. And we so don't have to be alone in that, that, that particular part. So I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, that one of my favorites. That is one of my favorites. Yeah. And then the fourth one we talked about was needing to control the how. And then the yep. last one is not leaning on your money strengths and gifts and not overcoming your money challenges. Because mm. the truth is, and this was like a, a big aha, and this is where, you know, I always thought there was something wrong with me because I didn't want to save money, you know, like what is wrong right. with you? You're irresponsible. No, there, I, we all have a unique blueprint within us for making money in our purpose in this lifetime. Yeah. And like, I know the truth of this now. And I, now when I like teach clients and they discover what their 
money archetypes are. And they're like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Like, it's like you come yes. home to yourself when it comes to money. So I we, love that. if we want money, we must work on our money relationship. And so many yes. people, like, we don't want to think about it. Or like, I have a client now, she's like, she's coming around finally, but like, she didn't even want to think the word money or even think that she had to do something to make money. Like it really caused like her brain, just her nervous system just couldn't handle it. And I totally relate actually- to that client. I had that <laughs> big time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then it feels so good when you like, when it feels comfortable to you and she's getting to that yes. point now, which is so exciting because yeah. how can you attract something that you can't even connect with in your mind? Like you've got to reconnect and, and there is a place within you that is completely connected to money. So yeah. that's a huge mistake. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank yeah. you so much. And I'm just going to like repoint out that how one, because that's actually why we created make time for your greatness, that event, which Jill's one of the speakers, because I think we, like when we decide we want something, we get so focused on the tactics and like what we have to do. And, and I think very often for women, we spend our time, I don't want to say the wrong way, but not the most useful way. And it just becomes so much more of a push. And you know, Jill is going to teach us all about these voices. And I'm going to argue throughout the whole week that we're together that making time to do that, those practices and listening is so much more useful than like writing a social media post or like the many things that we write on our to-do list. So that's why we're doing it. So I'm glad you shared that as one of the obstacles, because that's pretty much what we're trying to respond to. And you'll be helping us. Yay. Awesome. All right. So um, before, like there is going to be a little bit of time before then, uh, then and now. So how is, what is the best way for people to find you? So anyone who's heard something that really resonates, how, how can they find you in, in your world? Yeah. So the best way to connect with me is to go to ishinewealth.com forward slash masterclass okay. and get that instant download masterclass. Um, I talk about the four secrets to skyrocket your business and bank account. And um, there's information on how, if you want to have a session with me, I do a complimentary session. So there's, you know, ways to connect from there, but that's the best way to like, uh, like get in my, my sphere. Um, you can also always reach out. I'm on uh, Facebook. I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook though, honestly. Yep. Um, my, I have a YouTube channel though, that I'm, I'm putting out usually a couple of videos a week. So that's a great oh, way awesome. to connect as well. Yeah. And that's, um, I think everyone should go take the class. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Or, or take her up on her free thing. I have to, my, I, well, I'm trying to even think of when this was. Well, actually I might've heard of you related to when we were all on Facebook 12 years ago or 13 years ago, when someone else who's going to be part of this, the conversation in the first week of April, Nina Mandelson, for some reason, I think she shared yeah. something of yours. And somehow that led me down some rabbit hole. And I ended up on a one-on-one call. I don't even know if you remember this with Jill. Um, and I can't, and it was free. And like, literally it was the most valuable free conversation I think I've ever had. And you, we went through this list of like what I wanted and you had me prioritize it. And then I tucked it into, like I printed it out. I would look at it, but I tucked it into a, a, a book once. I mean, again, this was like 14 years ago and I found it like five years ago. And one of the things was the book, the book tour, like that actually was on that list. Um, and it all had happened. Like all of it had happened. It was very cool. So 
Jill is the real deal. I highly recommend going and checking out the class. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for your time here. And I'm so, so excited that we get you back soon. And yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, you're so welcome. And I'm so excited. And thank you so much for inviting me here today. And thank you for including me in your event that's coming oh, up. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. I so, feel so honored to be able to be there and to share on the voices more. Thanks. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard and put it into action. And we do this because action is where real change happens. But often when we're wanting a big change, we think the action has to be really big. And that generally keeps us in freeze mode. And it feels like we're in mud and it's really hard to take action. So what I would love is for you to take little teeny tiny actions because that can create real momentum. So I'm going to give you three changes that we talked about in this episode, and you could pick one and really go with that one and fit it into your life, fit it into your days. However, they're each a little bit different, right? But fit them into, fit it into your life and then move on to the next one once you've integrated it or decided that you want it or not. All right. So here is the first one. Ask, what do I want? Practice asking yourself what you want throughout a day. You could apply it to different situations from what do I want for breakfast to when do I brush my teeth? When you're faced with something that just feels like there's too much going on around you, ask, what do I want? When somebody asks you to do something, And you know, like when someone asks and you get that like pit in your throat and you're like, "Ugh, I'm going to say yes, because I always say yes. Don't do that. Pause. Ask, what do I want? And even if you make the same choice, you're making it from a different place. That's what's really important. And it will just help you put some really kind boundaries in place because you're doing things in a way that's in alignment with you. I love this one. And by the way, if you do this for a week, there will be times when you don't really do what you want. And that's okay too. All right. Number two, dig for the why. Identify something that you want and ask, why do I want this? Write down the answer. Ask, why do I want that? And then ask again and write down the answer. And keep doing this until you've asked why five times. And this should help you get to the real reason behind your desire. By the way, I think I said this in the episode, but just in case I didn't, this was a really big component of my health journey, not the one that I'm currently on, but the one that I was on 14 years ago when my three kids were really little. Uh, Maybe it was 15 years ago now. Um, asking why got me out of a more surface reason, which just wasn't feeling like enough to motivate me and into like my core to the real reason that I wanted to get healthy, which I say now get healthy at the time I was saying losing weight, but because I had such a 
not great relationship with the concept of losing weight, that reason was not good enough for me to keep sticking to the food I wanted to eat. But when I got to the real reason of like really wanting to be there for my kids and really have the energy that they needed me to have, which I did not have at the time, then I could show up. And the weight came off anyway, right? But the reason was much deeper. All right. And that's not to say that weight actually is never a deep reason because that's not true either. But your why five times. All right. Number three, notice your voice of judgment. Notice when you're judging yourself around money or what you want. You don't have to act on your voice of judgment. And often we do. I know I do. But start to notice what it tells you. And this can help you understand parts of your money relationship and let you explore more of the real reason that you're drawn to what you do and how you make money and all the things and the desire for abundance, right? So start to just notice that voice of judgment and how it's different from other voices that might be chatting you up in your head, all right? So those are our three different doable changes from this episode. Pick one that resonates or pick one from an episode past because we're always sharing these. And I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 